Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We've been in our series, seems like we've been here for a while, and I've just kept continuing to find more things to, to bring us to a place of understanding with the Word of God as we walk through seasons of life. And today I want to talk to you about a really, really cool subject. Really bless me. I think it's going to bless you. It talks about today. I want to talk to you. Sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, I feel like, man, I'm, I, I don't know if I can make it. But here's one of the things. I know this. This is good. Because we've been saying you might be over, feeling like you're overwhelmed, but you're an overcomer. That's what we've been talking about all, these last couple of weeks. It's been a while. But if I feel like I'm overwhelmed sometimes in life, I'm an overcomer. But this is what I want you to know. Sometimes when you feel overwhelmed in an area, you got to trust God. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. What does it really mean to trust God? You know, we use this terminology in the church, like, just trust God, brother. You know, <laughs> what does that mean, just trust God? Well, have you ever asked yourself the question, you know, when life becomes really hard, right? Why, what is the first thing we say when life seems really hard, or it seems like we've got to overcome great obstacles. I'm like, why me, right? Why do I got to go through this? Why do I have to go through this loss? Why do I have to go through this challenge? Why do I have to go through this pain? Why do I have to go through this situation? Why do I have to go through these circumstances? Why do I have to go through anything I got to go through? I don't want to go through no more. Why me, okay? And this is one of the great days. How in the world am I going to make it in life when it doesn't seem like I can go, my directions are off, doesn't seem like anything's working out. And I got news for you, that's one side of the coin, but here's the other road. What do I do when everything's going great? What do I do when I'm in this season of sometimes maybe it got quiet, or maybe I don't understand, or maybe I'm waiting on a promise, or maybe I'm just, I'm just winning in life. I still got to be a place of trusting God. Because trusting God means this. I'm not trusting in myself to produce the outcomes of my life, but I'm trusting God to produce the outcome of my life. The only problem with that is, is God is invisible. <laughs> and in his invisibleness, even though he's real, I sometimes lose track of the course of where my life is going. And I sometimes try to take things in my own hands because I think that I can get it done faster, better, easier, and simpler than what it looks like the road is that I'm on, taking me to the destination that God has for me. I have potential, but man, sometimes in waiting in the potential of the season to arise, I feel like I'm lost in the shuffle. I know you all do. It's true and it's okay. Whether it's good, I understand I gotta trust God, whether it's wildly off the wall, I got to trust God. And whether I don't know where I'm going, I got to trust God. Hard seasons, trust God. Good seasons, walking into promises, I got to trust God. The whole thing is about trust. How do I use the word of God and walk with God to overcome the seasons of my life? You know, there's a great scripture. It says this in Jeremiah 29, 11, and I want to read this to you. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace. Man, underline that. God's got peace 
filled thoughts for me and not of evil to give you an expected end. Now, right there, I think we got to pull that in. I want to read this. Then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. You shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You know, I want to read Jeremiah 29, 11 again. I want you to see this. Look at this right up here. We're going to put it up there if we can, if not. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Okay, now stop right there. God, says the Lord. What kind of thoughts you got towards me, God? Now you got to think. God's thinking peace-filled thoughts towards you, always. Nothing evil, just peace. Now watch this. I want to give you an expected end. I want you to be in the place you need to be more than you want to. And I'm so excited about it, I'm just going to show you. Now watch this. Then you should call upon me. I, that always caught me, and I want you to see this. Well, you're not going to call upon God. You're not going to pray unless you really understand that God has an expected end for your life. Now, let me explain that. What do you mean an expected end? People do not lean on the Lord because they don't think the Lord is concerned with where they're at right now. God is so concerned with where you're at right now. He not only gave you his word, he gave you his peace to be able to be calm in some of the seasons you're in because right now there's nothing calm about the season you're walking in. This is the key to this. Then you shall call upon me. Well, what do you mean then? If you don't think God's got good thoughts toward you and a good outcome for you, you're not going to be a person of prayer. And you can't really release the faith in that prayer because what we do, you know, I always kid around with trust. Trust is kind of like this. You know, kind of I give it to God and then, then I take it back. I give it to God and then I take it back. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I trust you with something, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to take it back. If I trust you with it, I'm going to leave it in your hands. <laughs> Amen? Right? It's like, oh, I trust you. Like, I do this all the time. Like, here you go, God. And then God's like, I got it. And I'm like, oh, do you really got it? Let me, let me take that back, God, because I don't know. You're taking a little bit of too much time. <laughs> you know, let, me, let me help you, Jesus. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and Pastor Chris. It's a good combination. You know what I mean? Like, I can help. Let me show you how to do it. God. Excuse me, God. God, excuse me. On the door of heaven. God. Hey, God. You in there? Let me tell you what I think you should do in this situation. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how I think this should work out on my behalf. Hallelujah, right? We're all like, trust God, man. Trusting God. Trusting God. I was thinking about that this morning. Coming here, I was like, trusting God. Oh, my God. In the world, do you trust God sometimes? You know, you're like, you're not trusting God. You're just, you're, you're goofy. We're not trusting God. We're freaking out. You know what I mean? But we can get to the place of trusting God when we rely on the word of God and we rely on what God said, but also we rely on what? God's system. That's the biggest thing about trust. Let me tell you what, what the Lord showed me. And then we'll get in this series. Trusting God is not that you don't, guys, listen, you're doing a lot better than you think you are when it comes to trust. I promise you, we all are. We trust God's word. We always, we, a lot of us, come on, you trust God's word. You trust God's character. You trust God's, you trust God's um, um, process. You do. You understand like, hey, but here's the problem where trust comes in. 
this is this is I think this is the master the master moment of of, of trust. Man, sometimes I think trust is hardest obstacle to overcome is the 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 frequency of, of trust. Let's just say if you had to like dial it in, how do I get to the frequency of trust? Because you know everything has like it has like a um a consciousness to it. Like how do I really get to a place to lean on everything with the Lord? Trust trust in in his might, trust in his power, trust in his ability, trust in his name. This is what it comes down to. Now watch this. You say, Pastor Chris, trust in the word. I know. Trust your prayers. I know. Trust your this. This is the greatest obstacle of trust, I feel, changed circumstances. Changed circumstances is one of the greatest obstacles of trust. I'm trusting you, but nothing's happening. I'm trusting you, but nothing changed. I'm trusting you. I got a bad report. I'm trusting you. We still got to sign divorce papers. I'm trusting you. It doesn't look right. I'm trusting you. That kid is still not obeying. I'm trusting you. Changed circumstances, I believe, are one of the most devastating blows to trusting God. Because here's the key. We think if we're trusting God, why are things still looking the same way they looked before I was trusting God? Because it's going to take a minute for God to move in certain situations, but the minutes are worth it because you can only produce trust in what you cannot control. You better get that. You can only produce trust in what you cannot control. So I'm out of control. Good. Trust God. I can't do nothing about this situation or circumstance. Awesome. Trust the Lord. I cannot get in. Trust the Lord. When I am out of control, I have to trust in God. Now, that doesn't mean I'm out of control falling off the deep end. I've been perfectly in the will of God. Right now, uh, in seasons of life, you could be totally um, out of control of where your future is going. Be perfectly in the, in, the, in the middle of the will of God for your life. Be totally out of control and be trusting God and everything be working great in the process. Or not trusting God and be freaking out even though you're in the middle of the will of God. Just as much as you could be out of the will of God, you know what I'm saying? And like, oh my God, not trusting anything about this thing, freaking out and then going, oh my gosh, how do I change this? Well, you got to get back in the trust. Are you kind of see what I'm saying? So trusting God, trusting God is not the absence of problems. Trusting God is not the, abs, the absence of, of circumstances coming at you. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not like, oh, okay, if I trust God, there's going to be no problems. No, that doesn't mean the absence of problems means that I'm trusting God. You're going to have to trust God while you're walking through the problems. That's where it's developed. Trust is developed in the trials of faith. Oh, that's good. Trust is developed in the trials of faith. Once your faith gets tried, your trust in God kicks in. That's where it gets developed. Now, here's the thing. If you don't go through these things, you'll never develop in the place of trust. So here's, my, here's some of my points. You got to learn to trust God in the good times and the bad times of life. That is so true. We're going to have to, man. We got to trust God. Man, it didn't work out the way I thought. Trust the Lord. He's still, he's still who he says he is. This is in Psalms um, 61 and 2. It says this, for no matter where I am, 
even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. When I am feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Isn't that good? When I'm overwhelmed by life, and I'm overwhelmed by life, guide me. And look at this. This is so good, man. I, I, I love this, right? And, 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 and this is so good. Look at this one. Psalm 710. Psalm 710 I gave you a couple weeks ago. But listen, God, this is the Passion Bible. I've been in both scriptures. God, your wraparound presence is my protection and my defense. You bring victory to all who reach out to you. Man, your wraparound presence is my protection. How about this one? The wraparound presence of God, making sure that I know that God is with me no matter where I go, makes me able to trust him no matter what I'm doing. That is so, so important, that you could trust God. You could trust God in everything that's going on. You know why? Because God is trustworthy. And that's what I think you need to know. I gotta trust God when it's good, that he's gonna lead me into my future, he's gonna lead me down the right path, he's gonna, and I gotta also trust God when it's bad. Now when I say bad, I don't want you to think like, bad like you cause bad, when it's rough, when life seems to overwhelm me. Maybe you're walking through loss, maybe you're walking through a defeat, maybe you're walking through, just remember this, when the setbacks of life show up, the trust of God gives us the power and the potential and the ability to push forward, to be an overcomer in everything God has given you and me to do. You can do this thing. Amen? How about this one? I got another one. This is good. Let's just say number two. You got to trust God in your season of waiting. Man, oh man alive, isn't this good? Trust God in your season of waiting. What do you mean? You got to learn to wait with patience, guys. You know, we spend a lot of times waiting because change is a process. Write that down. Why do we spend a lot of time waiting? Because change is a process. You know, it's like this. You know, it's, it's like a kid. Um, it was funny. I was just thinking about something the other day. You know, you watch the kids, your kids, grow so fast. And um, I know what it was. My timeline pulled up a picture that we had. I know what it was. It was donuts with dad. There it is right there. That's the thing they do in school. Donuts with dad. You know, you go to school and you eat donuts. And I, I, I looked at the picture, and, um, you know, the kids were going to school together. And I was like, oh, my gosh, look how little these kids were. And I looked back into that moment, and I literally remembered, like, the timeline. And I was like, they couldn't do, they, they couldn't do simple things for themselves that now they do without even a process of even thinking about it. They just, I don't even, it's their autopilot now. You know what I mean? You know, you used to have to brush their teeth. Now they're now they now they now they're shaving. You know what I mean? It's like, how did this happen? You know what happened? You know, and you understand the process. But when you were in the middle of the process, you were like, oh my God, when are you gonna get this thing figured out, guys? It seemed like agony of a decade. But then when you're over here and you look back in time, it seems like it was yesterday. Did you get that? It seems like when you're grinding out the daily life, and it was, it was a joy. It was all joyful, but I'm just trying to give you the, the understanding. Like, you, you were like, you needed maintenance. You needed attention. You needed, you needed guidance. You needed wisdom. You needed sanity. You needed all this stuff in the grow. And now it's like you're on the other side of it, and you look back and go, that was 10 years or something like that, and it feels like a minute. That's the key with waiting. I got to wait for you, and I got to wait for the process of change to kick in. But when it's over and you look back, it's going to feel like minutes. 
what seems like was a decade is going to literally seem like a moment in time. It's true. And you know what I'm saying. So this is why people, people have to understand that change is a process. So you got to trust God in the process of change. Write that down. You got to trust. Put in the comment, I got to trust God in the process of change. Write it down. Come on. Tweet that out. Text it. Twitter it. Put it on Facebook. Go in the comments. Right in that comment box, put that out. Put that out there. I got to trust God in the process of change. Why? Because many people, many people want change. Here's the reason why people don't want to change. They don't want to go through the process. That's the key. I want change. Well, this is what it's going to take. I don't want it that bad. That's everybody, right? I got to lose 10 pounds. Okay, great. You got to get on a treadmill. You got to go walk. You got to go do this. You got to go to the gym. You got to change your diet. I don't want it that bad. I want Doritos. I thought you wanted to change. I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't want it that bad. I want cookies. No, you're being serious. But the truth is what? You're going to have to wait no matter what. You might as well be growing while you're waiting. Because certain things are on a timeline whether you want to believe it or not. The question is this. The question is this. Are we go how are we going to wait? Ooh, you better write that down. The question is this. How are we going to wait? Are you going to wait the right way or are you going to wait the wrong way? Because you could be waiting and like wringing your hands and being in worry. If you wait the wrong way, it's going to be bad. But I'll tell you what. If you start waiting the right way, it's going, to grow, it's going to grow in your full development. That's why, you know, it's fruit of the Spirit. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. But, you know, like we took, we're going to, trusting God is a, is, a, is a byproduct of being patient in the process of change. Trusting God is, 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 a, is a set sight. Trusting God is a set sight. Trusting God is a set sight. For the process of change. Trusting God. I set my sight to change and knowing that changing is going to produce trusting. And if I don't have the trust in the change, I'm going to have a miserable experience. So I got to trust God that in the process of change, he's going to work it out. This is important. Why is that? Because get this one. Patience, trust. I'm going to say this. Write this down. Trust is developed under trial. Write that down. Trust is developed only under trial. Put that in a comment. Put that in a comment. Comment. You got to be sharing all this stuff. I pray to God you shared it. If you didn't share this video, share it now. We're going to help people, man. If you care, you share. That's why you're carrying it. You're sharing it. You got to get it out there. Right? So trust, trust is only developed under trial. So that means this, you cannot run away from difficult situations, amen? You cannot run away from difficult situations. Why? Because difficult situations is when trust comes under trial. The only way we can develop trust is in the trial. How, you see what I'm saying? Like, just meditate on this for a minute. How in the world... Just think of this. Everybody come out for a minute. Just kind of stop what you're doing. How in the world are you going to trust God if, if, if you didn't have an obstacle? If it was like, if everything was just working out the way it's supposed to work out, where would trust come in? 
You know what I mean? Abraham's got to leave. You got to trust God. David's got to go here. You got to trust God. Paul had to trust God. Jesus had to trust God. You don't think you're going you're gonna to have to do this thing? You know, you're going to have to trust God no matter what is going on, okay? Patience is, patience is going to be produced. Trust is going to be produced in this thing. But guess what? You got to let, you got to let, you got to let difficult situations arise and you got to understand that difficult situations are coming. And when difficult situations come, this is where you develop trust. So what are you going to do now when a difficult situation shows up? Don't freak out. Use it. I'm telling you, you, the more you grow in God, guys, trust me, just stay with me, okay? I've been doing this for a minute. Trust me, the more you grow in God, the more you're going to start understanding that difficult situations produce trust, okay? This is really good. Difficult situations are, are not only going to produce, are not only going to produce, um, how do I want to say this? Difficult situations are not just going to produce trust. They're going to produce patience. They're going to produce faith. They're going to produce greater reliance upon God. Great. Now, here's the thing. Stop. What happens if I don't walk through difficult situations? Then I'm going to be trust deficient, faith deficient, reliance upon God deficient, and then I'm going to have problems to walk out the plan of God. So all this stuff is process. Why? Because here's the key. If you don't learn to trust God in these seasons of life, you can't trust God in the next seasons of life, and that's going to produce problems because guess what? Right now, we're in the process where we're growing. See, and this is what I'm telling you. Me, I've been seasoned a little bit by trusting God. When I didn't see him, I couldn't trace him. I didn't know where he was. And you develop and go, wow, just like you look back on the kids, right, or you look back at that promise. That looked like so many years ago, but it's not. Now watch this. Pull this in. This is so good. Is that good? Did you pull that in? You know what I mean? I got to trust God. Okay, great. Well, guess where tr trust is developed? <laughs> in difficult situations. <laughs> now you're like, I don't want to learn how to trust God. This stinks. Let me out. I want to learn. Trust me. I want to do it now. Now. No. Why? Because as we develop trust, we're going to become satisfied in what we have. Now, this is good, right? James says this, right? Um, perfectly, fully developed people with no defects, lacking in nothing. That's James 1 and 4. You want to see James 1 and 4? But let patience have her perfect work, okay, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Isn't that good? Patience having a perfect work. What's that mean? You know what? No, I try to amplify it. If you got it, if you could, you know, just take a minute. We got time. I just threw that in there. For some reason, I think the Amplified might read better. But I just, I just feel like it'll amplify it. Because I think in the Amplified, it says there's no defects, right? But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed, no defects, lacking in nothing. Man, did you read that? Isn't that good? Let's just read it again. So that you may be what? People, per so what? Let endurance, steadfast, and patience. So patience now, patience is like an element of trust. Because like, if you're going to be patient, you trust in God. Otherwise, you're going to become impatient. <coughs> Excuse me. You're going to become impatient. 
So watch this. Watch. Perfectly and fully developed. Okay, great. With no defects, lacking in nothing. So, so when we get good at trusting God, we remove the defects of our life. I, be, I believe that. I'm telling you. Because here's the thing. Because now you're like, hey, don't look right. I don't worry about it. I trust God. Now you don't have that defect of impatience. Impatience is a defect. I'm telling you it is. Because it's like, let, this is how faith works. Faith and patience obtain the promises. Remember we talked about this? That's Hebrews 6. Faith and patience and obtain promises. Patient, endurance, obtain. Pay, faith, just go slow. If you go to Romans and you go to Hebrews 6, we ain't going there right now. It says, faith and patience inherit the promise. Faith and patience inherit the promise. Patient endurance receives the promise. Patience is a part of all of it. Starting it and receiving it is all about patience. Well, I don't want to learn it. Well, you're going to have to learn it because if you don't get faith in patience, you're going to become impatient, and impatience is a personal, spiritual defect you're going to have to overcome because it's going to, the, the enemy's going to know he's going to rattle you with this stuff, guys. You got to be careful, okay? So we got to develop. Even, you know, everything even involves your relationship with God. My relationship with God is, come on, look at your relationship with God where you started and where you are. You know what I'm saying. We learn to trust God. We learn to trust God by going through many experiences that require tests. We learn to trust God by going through many experiences that requires what? Trust. We're going to go through many experiences. We got to go through tests. We learn to trust God by going through many, many experiences that require tests. We're getting tested by seeing God's faithfulness over and over. We learn to trust him. You see it? You got to see it over and over and over to trust. Okay? That's true. So here's another one, right? Write this down, number three. I gave you a bunch of stuff inside of here, but these are my highlights. Trust God when you don't understand what's going on. Trust God when you don't understand what's going on means this. I'm going to have to accept God's timing. I'm going to have to accept God's timing. Trust God when you don't understand what's going on. Come on, in the comment, write this. Accept God's timing. Trust God's timing. Work with God's timing. I don't care how you put it. Put a clock in there for crying out loud, right? Listen, God gives us hopes. God gives you dreams. God gives you a lot of cool stuff. But it doesn't always allow you to understand the timing of his plan. He doesn't allow, always allow us to see the exact timing because I think you'll mess it up. This could be extremely frustrating, by the way. Not knowing, not knowing the exact timing often is what keeps us in the program. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, I told the Lord, I said, why do you tell me all this good stuff and then make me wait? He's like, so this way you don't quit. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I was, that's why I asked him. I said, why do you tell me this great stuff? And it's like years before it all happens. So you don't quit. Because you'd quit if you didn't know how good it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't think there was a ray of going to be good, you'd quit. So what does he do? He tells you how good it's going to be, and then he puts you in the process. Okay? So God gives us hopes, dreams, awesome promises, blessings, breakthroughs, miracle, everything you're waiting for. 
right? But he doesn't always allow us to see the timing of the plan. Why? Because he's God, okay? That becomes frustrating, but guess what? It keeps you connected to the plan. There are times when you might give up if you knew how long it was going to take. Uh-oh. If you knew how long it was going to take. So can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just let's go slow, right? <laughs> you show up and you start praying and God's like, well, well, okay, my, my beloved, what would you like? And you're like, I want a, I don't know, I want to, I want to grow and whatever, pick something, right? And he's like, okay, that'll be four years. You'd be like, are you kidding me? I don't even want to eat four days, let alone four hours, let alone four years. You would quit. you say, I don't want that promise. I don't need it that bad, right? Have you ever, gone, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? I went somewhere, right? I was looking at shoes, sneakers, right? And, or something, right? And you go in there and you're like, oh, you got this one? They're like, no, we don't have it. And it's like the color you want. And you're all juiced up and you're all into it. Like, oh, that's the one I want. And then they're like, we don't have it. I'm like, well, what do you got? How long is it going to take to get this in? Oh, three weeks. Pump three weeks. Give me the blue one. I'll take the other one, right? You don't want to wait three weeks for a stupid pair of sneakers, let alone you're going to wait four years from a promise of God. You know what I'm saying? Four years. You don't even want to wait at the line at Starbucks for crying out loud. I ain't waiting at the line at Chick-fil-A. You people are crazy. I'm telling you right now. It ain't that good. It's overrated. Get over it. Oh, my God. I can see the sandwiches. Stop. You better cut it out. Wait around. Things wrapped around the building. And then somebody, they better figure out their drive-through maintenance plan because it ain't working. Okay, now that that's over, right? We know God's plan for our life is good, right? But here's the thing. If you knew how long it was going to take, oh, my God, would you even be doing it? Nope. We know God's plan for our life is good. And when we trust him and trust yourself, to be in him, you could have total peace and happiness. I'll tell you, look at Joseph. Look at Joseph. Joseph waited many years for the fulfillment of the dream that God had given him. He was falsely accused. Look at this resume. Falsely accused in prison, right? Right? Check this out. Falsely accused in prison before the time came. He got all this... He had to go through hardship. He had to go through accusation. He had to go through pain. He had to go through everything. They, there had to be a time. He had to eat, but guess what? There had to be a time of training. He had to go through some very trying situations. He, 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 had, to wait, he had to wait. He probably wasted years. How would you like to be in a dungeon thinking, oh, this is the will of God? Give me a break, right? They, he wasted years wondering. He probably wasted a lot of time wondering, I should say, about God's timing. Right? Like, you don't think he sat there thinking, well, when's this going to happen? You don't think he must have waited a couple of years and maybe wasted? Come on, man, he's human. You don't think he wasted a couple of years in his head thinking, should have happened by now? What in the world's going on? W wondering about God's timing. Wondering if God failed to, to do something. The children of Israel freaked out. Remember them? I'd rather, we'd rather die in the wilderness than try to go through this. This is crazy. They weren't trusting God. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. Did you hear that? Did you pull that in? Did you did you guys get this? I hope you're getting this, right? Is isn't that isn't that isn't that so true? 
Just take your time and pull that in a little bit. Listen, I got plenty of time to bring this to you today, so I'm going to take my time. Are you, are you pulling this in or not? Did you, did, you get, did you absorb that? You don't think the children of Israel, better for us to be dead than go into the will of God for our life. Let us go back to Egypt and die in bondage than go get the promise God had for me. What's that? Lack of trust. How we know he's going to feed us? How we know he's going to do this? How we know he's going to get us out? How about how you, how, who's the guy that got you out here? Come on. Who's the guy that got you out? Who's, come on, will you come on, cut it out? Okay, so he saved you out of hell, and now he's just going to let you die in the earth. Come on, guys. Think about where we're at. He started his journey with me. He saved me, but now he wants me to be miserable the rest of my life. You better stop looking at this thing the wrong way and start looking at this thing the right way. Trust God. Be like, okay, cool. Man, now you get to the point. You become like a, a, trust, a trust junkie. You know what I mean? I'm a trust pusher. Amen. Come on. I'm just, I'm, I'm pushing. What, what, what you got there, man? I'm pushing. I'm selling trust. I'm pushing trust. I'm dripping in trust. Come on. What you mean? What you mean? Because you trust God. It's like, how are you going to get me out of this? This should be cool. How are you going to pull that off, God? You start understanding the character of God is not to punish you through the patience and, and the process, but the character of God is to season you to make you stronger for more promises. That's one of the things you say. He is not pushing and frustrating you through the process of trusting him. He is training you in the arena of trust to get you processed to the place where you can receive greater and, and even more promises because you're allowing yourself to be transformed by the word of God in the situation you're walking through. It's important, guys. Look at this one. Listen, put this down, number four. You got to trust God when it feels like life's hurting really bad, you got to do it. You got to trust him. You got to trust him in the pain. You got to trust God in the pain. Trust God when life hurts. Trust God in the pain. Now you're going to say, I don't want to feel no pain. Nobody does. You got to learn to rely on God in these seasons. Look what it says in Proverbs 16 and 9. Proverbs 16 and 9 says, a man's heart deviseth his ways, but the Lord directeth his steps. A man's plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. Right? Proverbs 20, 24, Proverbs 20, 24 even says it like this. Man's steps, man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? Man's steps are ordered by the Lord. How then can a man understand? When God directs our paths, when God directs our path, he sometimes leads us in a way that doesn't make sense to us, so we're not always going to understand everything. Ain't that the truth? When God directs our paths, he sometimes leads us in ways that don't make sense to us, so we're not always going to understand everything. Okay? That's really big. And y'all, you've all been there. You ever, go some, you ever go someplace with somebody and it looks like you're driving all over the place and you're trying to get to a spot? Just yesterday, I was driving and I went over a bridge and I went over the bridge and you get to the road and you can't go right and you can't go left. And then I went down another road and then it was a one way and then there was a roundabout and I'm going, oh my God. People were with me were like, where, where, were you, where are you taking me? Like on this scenic route? I'm like, no, I know where I'm going. Just that the destination would be easy if there wasn't all these detours. 
but now I got to reroute where I'm taking you to get there because the most direct way I can go seems to be impossible right now, but I know how to get around it. That's what God does with your life. It should look like it's a straight line, but not everything's a straight line in life. Sometimes we got to take the detours in life to make it. Come on, somebody. We got to make the detours in life. Come on. We got to make the detours in life to get to where we go because life is going to bring a bunch of detours. You're going to have to turn around. You're going to have to go down another street. You're going to have to go around another way. You're going to have to go ways you didn't know you got to go. Why is that? Woo, because this is what you need to know. Come on, you got to see it. Watch this. When God directs our paths, he sometimes leads us in ways that don't make sense. So here's the thing. If we try to reason out everything, you're going to struggle. You're going to get, you're going to be, you're going to get, you're going to get upset. You're going to get, you're, some of you are going to get offended. That's the dangerous thing. You're going to get offended. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get messed up, Right? But look at this one. I got a good one for you. Look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Y'all knew I was going here. And if you didn't, man, I got all, I'm going to preach this thing all day to you. Come on. You're going to get this stuff, right? Because I'm lean on and trust in the Lord. Woo. Come on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Now, right there, pull that in. If I start leaning to my own understanding, I am not trusting in the Lord. That is one of the greatest problems we could do. That's why I said, let's read this three, five, six, and I'll show you this, and I'm gonna come back. That's what I told you in the beginning of this. What's the greatest obstacle of trust? You. Because circumstances. I'm, un I'm using natural understanding going, should have happened by now. Should be there by now. Should have that by now. Should be doing this by now. Shouldn't be struggling with this now. So stop leaning to your own understanding. Once you get in your own understanding, you get out of trusting God. Now watch this. Lean on, trust in, be confident in the Lord, right? So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Look at the next one. Watch this. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Woo-hoo. So see that? What does he say? In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct this path, your path. So watch this. So watch, go back to verse 5. You don't need to see this, okay? Thank you. Trust in the Lord. Stop right there. That's the goal. We're trying to trust in God, okay? So how do I do it, okay? With all your heart, okay, whatever, great. Mind, will, and emotions. Trust in the Lord. That's what I'm trying to get at. Trust in the Lord. With everything I got, I got to trust in the Lord. Well, how is that? Lean not to your own understanding. Don't try to understand the situation you're in. Just trust in the Lord. Now, look it. Some of you need to just be obedient and get off the road you're in because you didn't listen. Now, obedience can hinder trust because you ain't supposed to be there. How are you going to trust God outside the will of God? So some of you are causing your own levels of affliction in the arena of trust because you ain't in what you're supposed to be in. So what do you do? Just get on the right road. What are you doing? Okay? That's, uh, can you imagine me? Oh, I'm outside the will of God, so I'm just going to keep trusting God. No, you got to get back in the will of God. 
That's your own personal journey. That ain't mine. Okay? So that's done. You understand that? Now watch what he says here. Lean, 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 and trust. Lean not into your own understanding. So stop. get out of yourself and put your trust in the Lord. Now watch verse 6. You're going to see this now. I know you got it. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Right there, stop. He didn't say in some of this stuff. He said in everything acknowledge him. What do you mean acknowledge? What does that mean? Think about it, right? What do you think? What do you think? Acknowledge him. How about this? Let's just, let's just go slow. Get God's knowledge on this subject that you're standing in and trust in him. Okay? If I acknowledge him, what do I do? I'm checking in. How about this one? Act on God's knowledge in the situation and you'll trust in the Lord and not lean into your own understanding. I know it's a little different, but just pull it in. That's what he's saying. You can't have your knowledge on a situation. You got to get God's knowledge. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost right there. I'm telling you. Now, here's the key. If you don't lean on the Lord, you're going to lean into yourself. You're going to have a problem. So what happens that? Okay? You're going to become, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get in this thing. You're going to mess it up. And now you're going to get all worried. You're going to get anxiety. You're going to get fear. You're afraid, and you're going to be miserable when you're supposed to be enjoying life. You know, I think, uh, um, I don't know who said it, but it was like on the way, on the road to where you're going. Man, you got to enjoy the daily walk. You know, some of these things are years ahead of you. And you're going to be, what are you going to wake up every day anxious? Wake up every day being miserable about stuff you're supposed to be happy about, even though you don't know how? Look, so here's the thing. I'm going to give you number five, and then I'm going to give you number six. Check this out. Number five, you got to trust God to change your heart. You really do. we got to trust this thing. Man, we really do. Look at Psalm 119, 107. I want you to change your heart about how you're looking at these situations. What does that mean? Psalm 119, 107 is so good because I, I, I think it's, the, I put it in the passion probably, knowing me. I'm bruised and broken, overwhelmed by it all. Come on, some of you out there know what I'm saying. You ever get in a season, man, I'm just overwhelmed with all this stuff. I'm so overwhelmed, I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it, I'm miserable. So here, by it all, breathe life into me again by your living word. Man, ain't that good? Just give me some new life. Change my heart, God. I'm so tired of being disappointed or untrusting or whatever it is I'm doing. Help me develop this place of trust. Does this something make sense? Does this make sense? Like, I'm so miserable being a Christian, <laughs> you know, trying to get all this stuff, and I'm worried about this, and I'm anxious about that, and uh, am I in the will? Am I out of will? Am I up? Am I down? Is this my season? Is it next season? Is it not my season? Did I miss my season? Am I, am I, am I backslidden? Ah, come on. Just tell God, hey, God, listen, I need, you to give, I need you to come in here and give me the next season. The next season of my life needs to be the best season of my life. Man, I like that. That's so good. What do you mean? I'm bruised and broken, overwhelmed by it all. Breathe life into me. Breathe life into me again. I don't want to be like this. You know what? I'm going to learn to do this. You're going to have to force yourself. Trust God to change your heart. Hey, you know what, God? This is going to be cool. Let's see how we get out of this one. Hey, God, you know what? I, I, I can't see you, but I, I, I know I can't see you. I don't feel you, but I don't need to see you or feel you. I know I can trust you. You've been faithful, right? 
How about this one? Number six, right? Just now I gave you six quick points. They weren't long. I didn't keep you all day. Come on. Six quick points. Watch this one. Six quick points. God, ask God to show you how to trust him. You know what I mean? Now, he's going to take you to his word and his character when that happens because he did that in Hebrews chapter 6. He said, by my oath and my promise. But how about this one? Sh show me. Show me. Ask God. Say, God, show me how to trust you. Man, isn't that good? You know, I, I read something. Uh, you don't have to turn there. You can turn here. First Peter 1, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. You can put it in, it in whatever translation you'd like. I read it in this. It says, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. It's really good. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. Now just look at the next verse, and then I'm going to read it. What? That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? I found this in the Phillips translation. You don't have to go there. You are temporarily harassed by all kind of trials. This is so good. You are temporarily harassed. That's what it says in the Phillips translation. By all kinds of trials and temptations. This is no accident. It happens to prove your faith, which is what? Infinitely more valuable than gold. Here's what I know, guys. God doesn't cause evil. God doesn't cause anything evil. But God sure wants me and you to develop trust in every season of life. And I know it's not easy, but we can do it. Because God can bring good things out of every single season of your life. Remember this. Trials, trials reveal character, maturity, security, values, and faith. But one of the greatest things we learn from this, look at a guy like the Apostle Paul. Look at all the stuff that he went through. Apostle Paul was beaten, he was stoned, he was shipwrecked, he was left for dead, prisoned, whipped, robbed. Can you believe it? But you know what? He never got mad about it. He never got bitter about it. He never said why, he never said, he said, he never asked why me. He looked for and trusted God's purpose in every season of his life. He learned to trust God in his problems even when he didn't understand it. We gotta learn how to trust God in our problems. We gotta learn to trust God when we even don't understand. We gotta learn how to trust God no matter what is going on in our life. Because remember this, if I'm trusting God, I'm triumphing over life. Trust him today. Trust him in everything he's asked you to do. You know, I'm gonna leave you guys with this. What is the secret? What is the secret of trust? Man, that's, I've never said this statement in a day in my life. What is the secret of stuff? Trust. Sorry. What is, what, what is the secret? Let me say it this way. Because my, man, I'm, I'm, I'm processing, I'm pulling it. I never said this before. What is the secret of, what is the secret of trust? What is the secret of it? There's got to be a secret to it, like meaning like, What's the mystery of trust? I know the character. I know the faithfulness. I know the oath, the promises of God. But what's the secret that I could pull from my life? Say, what's going to keep me trusting God when I can't trace him? What's going to keep me trusting God when I can't see him? 
What's going to keep me trusting God when it seems like this situation is so far out, I can't even figure out where I am? What's the secret of trust that's going to keep me connected when I cannot see anything good coming out of the next season of my life? I think one of the things you see with the life of David is this. God anointed David one day after being overlooked, after not being picked, and after being in a really not so good situation of life, basically, and he anoints him to be king, but then he leaves him for a season of life before he ever gets the zigzag and gets crowned on the other side to be the king. He's being cultivated, he's being pushed, he's being prodded, he's being molded, he's being shaped. He's going through this, this experience is not always good, it's not always easy. He's, he's sometimes faithful, sometimes he's almost, he's not faithful. Sometimes he misses it, he's got a season of life. What was the key? I think the secret of trust is, is this. There's a season when, I, this is where the story I got, when David got anointed to be king, but he never made him king overnight. I asked the Lord one time, I said, Lord, I said, why do you anoint him to be king and then you leave him alone to, for a season of life? Why don't you just wait and then like a week before he was supposed to be king, tell him he's gonna be the king. God said this. He said, I told him David he was gonna be king early so he wouldn't quit in the process to the end. I believe the secret of trust is found in your persistence. That you persistently pursue what God has spoken to you no matter what you see. I believe the mystery of trust is your persistence. Many people stop being persistent in pursuing God and the things of God and therefore they've lost their trust factor. Your trust factor is found in your persistence. Now God said it and I can trust him. God spoke it and I can trust him. God told me, and I can trust him. God said it could be, and I'm gonna trust him because my persistence in the promise is bringing me to a place of trusting God when I cannot trace him, when I cannot see him, and where I do not understand how he's gonna move in my life. I want you to know that trust has to be developed, but it's only developed in the trials of life. Trust has to be developed but it's going to be developed in your persistency to go after the promises. Trust have to be, has to be developed, but it's not going to be developed on the sidelines of life. It's going to have to be developed in the trenches of the process of believing God, walking through some painful seasons, but knowing that God is going to be faithful to take you to the top in the end. I don't want you to forget this. God's character is faithful, but remember this. You're still going to have to stay in a place of persistent trust with God, even in every season of your life. You can do it. I believe you can do it. I know you can do it. But this is the thing. Don't look at changed circumstances. Don't look at that stuff. Don't look at anything that's changing to tell me whether you can keep trusting. You trust God even when you can't see him, and he's going to bring you out on top. Amen. Praise the Lord. You guys are doing great. I want to pray for you for another development of area of trust and you could trust God to move in your life. Father, thank you for everything you're doing in the life of everyone watching. I thank you, Father, you're gonna move supernaturally in their life. You're gonna do great and exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. Father, I thank you for developing trust in their life. I thank you, Lord, for as they walk through the seasons, as they walk through the lifestyles, as they walk through the things you have for them, God, they are gonna develop trust at a greater level. And Father, I release your greatest blessing to come upon their life for the arena and the area of trust that they need. Thank you, Father, for moving in their life 
and developing the heart of trust for the kingdom of heaven and for you. And Father, I pray this. This is my prayer. For every one of us that has not trusted you. We didn't trust the process. We didn't trust your word. We didn't trust your character. We didn't just we didn't trust who you are. We didn't trust you to as a good, loving, heavenly father. We leaned on our own understanding. We messed it up. We repent. We ask you to forgive us. And as you forgive them, and as you forgive me, we're gonna force, we're gonna force ourselves to focus on trust. I'm gonna trust you anyway. I'm gonna trust you where I can't trace you. I'm gonna trust you where I can't see you. I'm just gonna say, I'm trusting you. I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna use trust as a force to create a persistence within me to receive every promise you've given me. And we're also going to do this. I'm going to take that trust, and I'm going to keep it as a guide to direct my path. Because as long as I'm trusting you, you're going to direct my steps. We love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys, that was great. I got blessed by that. Blessed me while I was preaching to you. Amen. So listen, I want you to know something. Share, click. Get out there. Stay with us. We're going to see you Sunday morning, 1030. We got a 9 o'clock online, 1030 in the house of the Lord and online. Got some exciting news coming to you. We're expanding. You better get ready. Amen. We're stretching our borders, and the Lord is in control. Amen. Because you know why? We just trusted him. Amen. You got to trust him and go with him. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.